0: Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Ujima Spirit Podcast. I am your host, Tika Taylor. Today's topic is, Love can't save nobody if they don't want to be saved. Yes, love cannot, love will not save anyone who doesn't want to be saved. If a person doesn't want to be saved, then your love can't save them. Your love won't save them. It could be the love of a parent, the love of a child, the love of a husband, or wife, the love of a dating partner or just an intimate partner, or the love of a friend. We have people who we love dearly. These people are very special to us. We have a close bond with them. And we really cherish the relationships that we have with these people. Maybe they've contributed so much to our lives. Maybe they've brought so much to the table in terms of happiness and good memories and they contributed things to help us through our difficult times. Or maybe we just love them just because we love them. Not because they've done anything. The only thing that they've done is just be themselves and we just love them because we love them and when these people go through something because we love them we believe that our love can save them when they go through a crisis a difficult time in their lives and we're going to talk about some of these situations we really believe that our love is sufficient Our love is enough to save them. We believe that our love will create a miracle. And our love will do things that are impossible. Our love can be incredible, unbelievable, and supernatural. We do believe that. A lot of us really do believe in the power of love. And yes, love is very powerful. Love is the highest frequency that anybody can have. You're vibrating at the highest frequency when you're tapping to that love frequency. And that love frequency, yes, can create miracles. Yes, it can do the impossible. Yes, it can. However, at the same time, if that person that you're loving Is resisting your love. They're not accepting your love. They're working against themselves. They're self-sabotaging. They're self-destructive. They have limiting beliefs. And they have a lot of self-fulfilling prophecies going on. They don't believe in themselves. They have low self-esteem. It's going to be very difficult. For your love to do what it can do. That's what we're going to talk about today. A lot of people don't want to be saved. So we have to be able to identify these people. These people who don't want to be saved. For whatever reason, they don't want to be saved. Maybe because they feel unworthy of your love or anyone's love. Maybe they feel not good enough. Maybe they don't even know you loving them. And that's the reason why they're not really into your love or accepting of your love. Because they don't even know that's love because they've never been loved. They probably have a different perspective on love. For whatever reason, these people don't want your love to save them. And so the conversation today is for the people who are giving their love in an effort to save someone and that person doesn't want to be saved. That's what we're going to talk about today. Let's talk about some of the things that people can find themselves in, certain situations that they can find themselves in and someone is loving them, giving them everything they got. Someone is giving them their resources, money, Support, attention, guidance, housing, food. Someone is giving them everything they need. Yet, they still can't seem to find a way to get out of the situation. Yet, they still going around in circles repeating the same thing. Somehow they can't find the strength for them to be able to help themselves or they don't want to help themselves. Now we have to get to a point in our lives where we just have to accept that everybody is not here to do the same things that we are doing. Everyone is different. Everyone is on a different path, on a different journey, and they want different things out of life. We really have to accept that. Because sometimes we want to save people. We want them to live a good life. We want them to be contributing members of society. Positively contributing something to society. I have to be specific. Sometimes we see their potential. Sometimes we see their talents and their abilities. And we just believe in them. We just know or hope that someday they're going to be able to use these potentials and talents and abilities and gifts that they have, they're going to use all those things to get themselves out of the situation they're in to have a better life. Somehow we really believe that we really believe. And some of us just have faith. You know, we don't have no reason to believe because there's no proof that this person is going to do anything to change the situation. There's no proof, no evidence at all that this person even want to change the situation. But somehow we have faith. Faith is believing something with no proof or no evidence. Somehow we have faith that these individuals are going to be better people. They're going to become the best version of themselves. They're going to live up to their fullest potential. Somehow we believe that. Now who are referring to the we. A lot of people love people, but they're not caregivers. Caregivers, in the sense that you can have a person who loves someone, but if that person find themselves in a crisis, they don't have the skill for them to be a caregiver. They don't have the patience. They don't have the tolerance. They don't have the understanding. They don't have the desire for them to hang in there and go through a crisis with somebody. They really don't. They really don't. Some of these people cannot handle other people's problems because they can barely deal with their own problems. They have their own responsibilities. They have so much on their plate. They can't afford to help a friend. If they know a friend who's going through something, they're just gonna have to go missing. MIA, missing in action. They're gonna just disappear. Because they cannot handle the stress, the demands. They cannot deal with the uncertainty, the pressure. They can't deal with it, which is perfectly fine. Because everyone cannot be a caregiver. Everyone don't know how to care and be caring and be nurturing and be loving and be supportive. Everybody can't do that. So we're really talking about the caregivers right now. The people who feel that like they just have to be there for somebody. The person that they love. They just cannot walk away. They're going to be there through thick and thin or until death do them part. They're really going to do that. Now, that is admirable that is something that is beautiful but at the same time sometimes these situations don't have beautiful endings and the reason why we're talking about this today is to help people who identify as a caregiver someone who's a ride or die so to speak they're they're gonna be there till the end we're talking to those people today because they can prevent themselves from being exhausted, burnout, use and abuse. Because it's okay for you to help somebody. It's okay for you to be there. But if that person is not trying to help themselves, if that person don't want to be saved, you're actually wasting your time. Right. So let's go ahead on and talk about the different scenarios that we find ourselves in trying to help our loved ones, whether they be our children, our husband, our wives, whether it be a best friend, whether it be a family member. It could be anyone we care about, right? So let's just go ahead and talk about some different scenarios where you're trying to save somebody and they really don't want to be safe. They don't want to be saved. The first one we're going to talk about is addiction, Addiction, whether it be alcohol or drug addiction. Now, most people probably have someone that they love who have an active addiction problem. Active meaning that they're currently using drugs or alcohol. And no matter what you try to do to help this person, they don't seem to want to help themselves. You give, you give. you love, you love. You nurture, you preach, you teach. You have done everything possible for this person who's in active addiction. You're giving them a place to stay. You're giving them food. You're giving them money. After a while, you realize that you're enabling them because you're making it comfortable for them to stay in active addiction. So after a while, you just don't give them the money no more. But you still feed them. You let them sleep on your couch. Sometimes you pay their rent. You do everything that you could possibly do to help this person in active addiction. But at some point, you're going to have to understand that this person is not ready to be saved or that person don't want to be saved. Now, in reality, no one can save nobody. Now, we can contribute to the recovery process. We can contribute to them being in a better headspace or being in a safer environment, but... In reality, we can't save nobody like that. That person, at some point, they have to make the decision that they don't want to be an active addiction. They don't want to use the drugs no more. They don't want to be an alcoholic no more. They don't want to be addicted to pornography anymore. They don't want to be addicted to gambling. They don't want to have the eating disorders. That's a food addiction. They have to come to that point to say, hey, I don't want this anymore. Then you could step in and try to help them after they take the initiative to do certain things. Now, as a loved one, you want to be available to help them when when they decide to take that step. You want to have information available for them? Fine. You want to have resources available for them? Fine. But until they make that commitment, To save themselves, your love can't save them. Again, love can't save nobody if they don't want to be saved. They have to understand that they are valuable. They're important. They're special. And their lives have meaning and purpose. And they have to want to be here. They have to want to be here, right? All right, so that's all you can do. Someone who's in active addiction, don't kill yourself. Don't burn yourself out. Don't make your life a living hell. Don't lose everything that you have trying to save them. Because sometimes it's not going to work. You end up losing. You end up being sick. You end up at the bottom of the barrel emotionally. You end up being drained of your resources, of your peace of mind. Sometimes it affects you and your relationships with other people, right? So when it comes to active addiction, please, if you know someone who who is actively involved in drugs and alcohol or other addictive behavior, help them if they want the help. But don't try to make them go for help because it's not going to work. You can't save them if they don't want to be saved. Your love can't save them. They have to be the one to practice self-love and want to save themselves. So their love can save them. Your love can only help them, right? Now, another situation, domestic violence. We do have a lot of people who are involved in in, uh, domestic violence. And we try to save these individuals. We really do. We talk to them. We try to inspire them, encourage them, and just let them know it's going to be all right. Sometimes you help them with money, you relocate them somewhere else. Sometimes, you know, you take them for counseling. Sometimes you just are listening ears for hours. You're listening to them complain and talk about the same situation. Now, we do understand victims of domestic violence, sometimes they're not quite ready. And there's many reasons why they're not ready. It could be because of fear, low self-esteem, insecurity. It could be finances, it could be lack of support. It could be that they love this person and they're hopeful that this person will change. You know, there are many reasons why victims of domestic violence are not ready to leave. But if you are a caregiver, if you're a person who is caring and loving and you're helping this individual, you have to establish some boundaries for yourself. And we'll talk about what to do to kind of help you get through these difficult times with people. We'll talk about that. But right now, we just want to present the different scenarios Where you have loved ones who are caught up and you're trying to get them out of that situation. You're trying to change things for them, but they don't want it. And somehow you think if you love them hard enough, if you give them enough, if you support them enough, then they're going to be able to get out of that situation. But that's not the case. For some people, they are not ready to leave. They don't want to leave. They still have hope that things can work out. The person can change. So in this situation, you may have to back away. You may have to back away because some of these people who are victims, if you keep pushing, pushing, trying to get them to leave, sometimes, you know, they will self-oscillate. Sometimes they will disconnect from you and you won't be available to them when they need you because You won't be around. You won't know what's going on. So sometimes the best thing to do is to step away and let them handle the situation and let them come to you for what they need. But don't think that your love is sufficient to save them. They have to love themselves enough to save themselves. Now, people who are going through some type of sickness, they've been diagnosed with some type of disease. They're in a hospital. They just had surgery, they're in rehab. Now I know that we want to make sure that these people have a speedy recovery. We want to make sure that these people gain their health again. We want to help them get back on their feet, so to speak, and be able to enjoy life and, and have good health, abundance of good health. But unfortunately, some of these people, if they don't want to restore their health because they're not listening to what the doctor It's telling them to do. The doctor's telling them, don't eat these type of food. It's going to make their condition worse. They're not listening. The doctor tells them not to, you know, do certain things or engage in certain activities. They don't listen. Don't smoke. Don't drink. Don't have drugs. The doctor's telling them, get some rest. I mean, they're very defiant. Everything they're told to do to get better and to heal, they don't want to do it. But yet you're there trying to help them. You're trying to give them. You're trying to just be supportive. You're trying everything that you possibly can to make sure that this person has a speedy recovery. But they don't want it. So no matter how much time you spend with this person, no matter how much love you give them, no matter how many times you visit them at the hospital, no matter how many times you take them to their appointment, you're there at rehab helping them with their exercise, you're bringing them food, healthy food, you're trying to help them make you know a, a plan so they can include certain activities to help them get better. No matter what you do, these people still don't want to save themselves. So your love can't save them. They have to love themselves enough to want to follow the directions, follow the instructions, listen to the doctor's recommendation, the treatment plan. They have to follow it. You can't force somebody. The doctor say don't eat salt and they're there just pouring the salt on their food. Don't give yourself a heart attack. You can't. Okay, this is something that they want to do. So you're going to have to go ahead on and take a step back. You can only do what you can do. Now, if they don't want to be saved, there's nothing you can do to save them. Don't drive yourself crazy. This is what we're talking about today. Your love can't save nobody if they don't want to be saved. If they want to be saved, your love will be a valuable asset. Your love will be a valuable resource a valuable, motivating tool for them to go ahead on and do what they got to do. But if they don't want to do it, there's nothing you can do about it. Right? Now, people who have mental health problems, it's kind of hard because, you know, when they're going through something, they're going through a mental health crisis, they're not thinking clearly. So sometimes you will pour all your energy, you know, trying to help them stabilize themselves. You're doing, you're doing. But sometimes they don't want to take the treatment. They don't want to take the medication. They don't want to go to therapy. They don't want to go to counseling. What do you do? You keep fussing and arguing and you're trying to convince them to do the right thing, but they don't want to do it. All right? A person with mental health problem, chronic mental health problem. I'm not saying walk away and abandon them. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you have to know how to deal with them because you cannot burn yourself out. You can't overly extend yourself to someone who's not in the right state of mind so you can only do so much okay you can only do so much if they're taken to the doctor and the and the doctor the therapist the psychiatrist the psychologist they're giving them things to do to stabilize them and they don't want to do it don't burn yourself out you got to take a take a step back it's very important that you take a step back, right? Let's talk about financial difficulties. You have people in your life who probably have bankruptcies because they've gone through a financial crisis. Maybe they've gone through foreclosure, lost their home, car repossession. Maybe they lost a job, they're unemployed. They've just gone through financial difficulties and you want to help them. You want to help them. You've given them loan after loan. You've given them gifts of money. You have done everything possible. You flip over backwards. Every brilliant idea they come up with, with for to start a business, you're there supporting them. But somehow they can't get it together. They can't achieve any type of financial stability. All right, You can't just keep throwing money at this problem. It is a problem. Maybe they don't have financial literacy. Maybe they don't understand how to budget. Maybe they don't understand the consequences of their financial decisions. Now, whatever the problem may be, they're not trying to change. They're not trying to change. Your love cannot save them if they don't want to be saved. Every, th- every time you think that Yes, you know, they're going to get it together. They just got a new job. Two months later, they're quitting or they're fired. Why? Because they're late all the time. Because they have confrontations with the people at work, with their co-workers or their boss. Obviously, these people have a problem. I'm not talking about the people who genuinely want to get out of their situation. Everybody can go through a difficult time in life. Everyone can go through a difficult time. But these people, they stay in a difficult time when it comes to finances. And it's not because they have bad luck. It's because they're not financially responsible. It's because you try to bail them out every time they make poor financial decisions. You're always there to rescue them. So they never learn. Whether you're the parent, you're the lover, the spouse, the best friend. You always rescue them. They never learn. So you may have to take a step back because you can't save them. They don't mind being in that situation, that financial situation, because they know that they're going to have people to rescue them. They don't have to be held accountable. So you have to let them be held accountable by stepping back because your love can't save them. Now let's deal with incarceration. We have a lot of people who just stay in jail. They're always going to prison, always going to jail, always breaking the law. They just constantly do things, obviously violating the law. They're engaging in criminal activity. They're not being falsely accused. I mean, they're actually committing a crime. Yet, you feel the need to save them. When they are incarcerated, you send them money. You accept their phone calls, you go visit, you write them, you send them things, send them books. You're giving them all of this time, attention, and resource. And they keep doing the same thing. They go to jail, they come back, and then six months later, they back in jail. They go to prison five years. Two years later, they're back in prison. These people, obviously, they have a pattern. They call them habitual offenders. Habitual meaning that it's a habit. Now yes, these people may have some past trauma. You know, maybe they have some emotional mental health problems. Maybe they were maybe they were exposed to domestic violence. Maybe they have active drug and alcohol problem. We understand all that. But at some point they have to be willing to save themselves. They have to be willing to change their behavior, change their mindset, and be willing to do things differently. Your love can't save them. They have to love themselves enough to say, hey, I want to change my life. I don't want to keep going in and out of jail. I'm tired of going to prison. Some people spend half of their lives or all of their lives in prison. They spend 10 years in prison. Get out and go back and do another 10 years, five years, two years, one year. Some people are in jail for domestic violence. They keep putting their hand on people. We can't condone that. If you have a son, a daughter, a best friend, a family, relative, and they keep abusing people and they end up in jail, you cannot condone that behavior. You can't tolerate it. You have to let them know, no, I can't help you no more. This is it. You have to practice what we call tough love. At some point, you got to have some tough love. You got to toughen up. You can't keep feeling sorry for them. Yeah, because they were hurt as a child. They were abused. Yeah, they were deprived. Yeah, they were abandoned. They were neglected. We understand all that. But at some point, they have to take responsibility. So we have these people who are chronically in and out of jail. Please. Don't condone this behavior by giving them. When they're in jail, don't support them. Don't go see them. This is called tough love. After a while, when they are missing out, the rest of the world is moving on and they're missing out. Then, you know, maybe they'll make that decision. Listen, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to live that type of life. I'm not going to live that type of life. Now, we have other people who are hustlers. they always hustling. They're always trying to get by. Always trying to run a game. Trying to get something for nothing. And here you are trying to love them. And you're trying to make sure that they have everything they need so they can get out that hustle. They can stop manipulating and deceiving people and using people. But somehow, they ain't trying to do that. They're not trying to get out of that situation. They're not trying to do that. They want to stay right where they are they're not trying to change they're not trying to do that so because they're not trying to save themselves your love can't save them because they don't want to be safe they're gonna have to learn the hard way some people they're gonna have to learn the hard way they're gonna have to go through the school of hard knocks that's what they're going to have to go through. They have to learn through life's difficult experience. They're going to have to deal with the consequences of their actions for them to learn. All right. Now, some people are just reckless. They're reckless. They don't want to take no responsibility. They're immature. They're impulsive. And they just do whatever comes to mind. And we're trying to save these people. We can't save them. They have to Save themselves. They have to be the one to decide, hey, I don't want to do this anymore. After you've told them repeatedly, after you've been there, after you helped them, giving them everything they need to help them get out of this, they refuse to. You're going to have to leave them alone and let them deal with the consequences of their behavior. All right. Now, we do have some women, in particular young women, they keep getting pregnant. They keep having babies out of wedlock. They have baby number one, Six months later, they're pregnant. Two years later, they're pregnant again. Six months later, they're pregnant again. And here you are. Maybe that young lady is your daughter. And you're trying to save her. You're trying to save her. You're trying to help her understand that she's putting herself in a situation that it's a trap. Because the more children she has with no father to assist her, she's not married. She doesn't have an education. She can't take care of herself. How is it that she's going to take care of these children? You're trying to help her, but she don't want to listen. She's not trying to save herself. Maybe she has some low self-esteem issues and she think that she needs to bring babies into the world to love her unconditionally. Maybe she was sexually abused, molested, or a victim of incest. Maybe she was raped. Yes, we understand all of that. At some point, she needs to be able to take the help that's given to her and want to do better. Not just for herself, but now that she has a child or children, she has to go ahead on and change things because of her responsibilities. We have to understand that. We cannot enable people. Sometimes we have parents who enable their children. They make it possible. They make it easy for them to be reckless, for them to be irresponsible, for them to stay immature because we don't hold them accountable. So it's very important that we don't tolerate certain behaviors. Yes, we want to help people. Yes, we want to save people. Yes, we want to rescue them. But our love can't save them if they don't want to save themselves. Now, suicide. We have some people who every month they want to kill themselves. Every year they're trying to commit suicide. These people usually have some type of mental health problem and they need help. Here we are trying to tiptoe around them, trying to accommodate their every needs, trying to make them as comfortable as possible because we don't want them to kill themselves. Because then we feel guilty because we're like, I could have done something to save this person's life. But people who are suicidal, they have underlining Problems. They have some type of emotional problem, some type of mental problem. Maybe they just went through a crisis. Maybe they just lost someone that they love. Maybe through death, separation, divorce. Okay? So we have to get these people help. We can't just tiptoe around them and try to accommodate them and just think that our love will save them. Because our love, obviously, is not trying to save them because they don't want to save themselves. We really, really got to think about that. Right? Now we have the people who are always in the state of low self-esteem. And they use this low self-esteem as a crutch. They use it as a crutch. Well, you know I have low self-esteem. Oh, you know I don't believe in myself. You know, you know I don't love myself. Okay, and here we are trying to do everything to help them learn to love themselves. Cuz we want to just we just want to just overwhelm them with love. We want to just give them all the love in the world because we want to build their self-esteem. We want them to get better. But somehow, they don't mind being a victim. They want to keep using those excuses. Yeah, I was I was abused as a child. Yes, you know, I was in a bad relationship. Yes, you know, I didn't have this. I didn't have that. Yes, I'm from this community. Yes, yes, we understand all that. We do understand that because, you know, things happen in this world. This world is not fair. This world, you know, is cruel sometimes. You know, people go through things that they shouldn't go through. And maybe they didn't do anything directly to cause those things. It's just unfortunate that they were at the wrong place at the wrong time. Maybe born into the wrong family, the wrong community. And things happen. We understand all that, but at some point... If you encounter these people, you know, and you're giving everything to them to try to help them and they don't want to help themselves, there's nothing you can do about it, right? Now, the last one that I'm going to do is people who are chronically in bad relationships. They're not necessarily victims of domestic violence, but they just make poor choices. They just choose the wrong mates, whether it be a male or a female. They just choose the wrong mates and then they want to come to you and just sob and cry and talk about you know the relationship when it ends or talk about a relationship when they're going through some bad things but after a while you get tired you get tired of listening to the same story different face different day but the same story because they keep picking the same people because their picker their picker is broken they don't know how to pick a healthy person these people keep going around in circles Circles, nothing is changing. They keep putting themselves in situations where they're going to be used, taken for granted, or not appreciated. But then they want to come and cry after you're trying to empower them and motivate them, you know, to make better choices. They don't want to listen to you. They like that cycle, they like that drama, they like the all this thing that's happening. Sometimes they think it's exciting. Okay, these are the people who have grown up in dysfunctional families there's nothing you can do to help them unless they want to help themselves they have to want to help themselves they have to love themselves enough for them to have their love save them right let's talk about signs that you're helping somebody you're giving them your love but it's not working it's just not working Right. Let's let's talk about some of the signs that you need to look for. You have to understand that you're pouring all this love into these people. You're giving them all this attention. You're giving them all these resources. You're giving them all this money. You're giving them all this assistance. You're you're trying to motivate them and inspire them. But yet nothing's changing. So that's definitely a sign. There's no positive change. The person is not changing their perspective. The condition obviously is not changing. Their attitude is not changing. Their goals and objectives are not changing. So if you find yourself a caregiver, you're caring for someone because they're going through something and they're not trying to change at all. We're not talking about immediately. We talk about this is a chronic condition. This is something that is repetitive. It's happening over and over again. We're not talking about a one-time thing. We're talking about a series of events. You see no positive change. No matter what you're doing, what you're giving, nothing is changing. The person is the same. The condition is the same. Their attitude is the same. The circumstance remain the same. Nothing seems to improve. So you need to take a step back. If you're giving everything and nothing is changing, nothing is improving, there's no positive action being taken, then you need to go ahead on and step back. Another sign that your love can't save them, is these people can be very ungrateful. They have no gratitude or appreciation for what you've done. You've given them everything. And they've never once say thank you. And even if they say thank you with their words, but their actions, their actions are telling you another story because they keep doing the same thing. If someone is grateful and they're practicing gratitude for what you've done, they will definitely... Make it a priority to try to change their situation or try to help themselves, right? Now, another telltale sign that a person is not trying to change, they're not trying to take your love and make it a tool that can help them is a sense of entitlement. They have a sense of entitlement. They act as if you owe them. You owe them your love. You owe them your support. You owe them resources that you provide them. They have a sense of entitlement. They don't see that it's a blessing. They don't see that it's a gift. They don't see that you're just such a loving of kind person. That's why you're doing it. Not because you owe them anything. Even if it is your husband, your wife, you don't owe them certain things. Certain things individuals just have to do for themselves. You can only do so much. Now, if they're being impatient with you, You're being patient with them, you're understanding, you're supportive, but yet they're being impatient with you. They're easily irritated, frustrated. Sometimes they even act like they resent you. You're trying to help, but then they're not trying to help you in any way in terms of they got to work with you. Because if you're trying to help somebody, they gotta work with you. Again, we do understand some people find themselves in crisis and negative situation in which they can be a little difficult to deal with. We understand that, but a person who's a caregiver shouldn't have to put up with that. If you're practicing gratitude, if you're appreciative of someone's health, you try to be as understanding and patient as you possibly can be, right? Another sign that these people have problems, the mood swings. One minute they're here, the next minute they're there. And it can it, this can be as a result of them going through a crisis, but you shouldn't have to put up with all the mood swings to the point where you feel like you're being attacked verbally, mentally, or emotionally. These people are gaslighting you, making you think that you're doing something wrong or you're the problem. If someone is doing this to you after you've given them everything, you need to go ahead and stop. Because it's a problem. Another sign that, your love can't save them, is that they're being very demanding. They're demanding. They're not axing you politely. They're demanding that you do things. They're imposing on you. They know that what they're demanding is going to create a problem for you, but they don't care. So if a person is being demanding and they're imposing on you, obviously it's a sign that this is not working out. If they're disrespectful to you, they're cruel, they're mean, or they're rude, they're being abusive. You don't have to tolerate that because sometimes we think because a person is going through a crisis, because they're sick, because you know they're hurting, they're suffering, they're having a difficult moment. Sometimes we give them a pass. We don't hold them accountable when they're being abusive. We need to hold them accountable. All right. Sometimes they embarrass you in front of your friends or family members or other people. You cannot tolerate that. These are signs that this is not working. Sometimes these people could be very controlling. They want to control your time, control your resources. They want to tell you what to do with your life. They want to act as if you're the one that made that decision, as if you're the person who created the problem for them. And you're not. So you really have to be able to open your eyes and see what's happening in order for you to stop giving so much to the people who don't appreciate it who don't want to change now some of these people can be very difficult to work with they can be argumentative confrontational aggressive if you see these type of behaviors you don't have to continue to help these people you don't have to sacrifice your time your energy your resources to help someone Who doesn't respect you? They're trying to be very, very difficult. They're not trying to cooperate with you. You're trying to help them. And they're being difficult. They're being confrontational. They're arguing with you back and forth. It doesn't make any sense. Not saying that these people, just because you're helping them, they have to just listen to you. No. But they owe you some type of respect. They can at least be kind to you. Understanding... What it is that you're trying to do, you're trying to help them. Very important. They don't have to be insensitive, they don't have to be selfish. Because with these people, sometimes they can be very self-centered and selfish. They have no consideration for no one else. It's all about them. They have no manners. They don't say thank you. They don't say please. They're just rude. No manners. Right. Sometimes they have unrealistic expectation. They want you to do everything for them. They want you to do things that they wouldn't do for you. Things that could be very difficult for you to do. Because you're going to be the one who ends up losing. So some of the things they're asking you to do are unrealistic. Delusional. Some of these people could be out of touch with reality. They're in a fantasy world. Their imagination is overactive. Now, you're not the priority for them. They prioritize other people. You're helping them. Instead of them helping themselves, they're busy helping other people. Sometimes these people could be unforgiving. All the things that you're doing for them, all the the, the resources that you've given them, all the love and attention, sometimes they could be very unforgiving. You do the slightest thing. They want to just come down on you and they want to hold a grudge. They could be resentful. And they can even be jealous. All right, so these are all the signs that you don't need to be around these people, that you need to let it go. Let's talk about the negative aspect of loving someone who don't love themselves. Giving your love and trying to save somebody and they're not trying to save themselves. Let's talk about the negative aspect of that, right? Now, you can be emotionally and mentally and physically drained You giving so much, you loving so much, you're spending so much time consumed by this person. You're just trying to give, 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 love, 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 love. And you are exhausted. You could suffer from caregivers fatigue. You're tired. You're exhausted. You're so busy taking care of them that you end up neglecting yourself. So self-neglect sometimes is an outcome or result of you giving so much to someone else who's not giving anything back to you. Sometimes you can suffer depression, sadness, because you're so consumed by what they're going through. Sometimes that'll make you sad if you see your loved one is an active addiction. They're incarcerated. They're sick. They're hurt. They're lost. They're confused. I mean, sometimes it hurts. So you may go to a depression, mild or deep depression. Sometimes you get frustrated because you really don't want to be going through all that. But unfortunately, you love this person and you choose to be there to help them. You can feel resentful. Why do you have to take time out of your life to give something to a person who made some really bad choices? Sometimes you can feel resentment. You can have physical problems related to stress and anxiety. Insomnia, loss of appetite, can't sleep at night because you're having nightmares, body aches. You would just be sickly because you are stressed out. You could feel disappointed because these people are not changing. They're not doing anything to change. You could feel betrayed because they're going against what it is you're telling them to do. And sometimes they can even attack you, not physically attack you, even though sometimes that can happen, but emotionally and mentally. Sometimes they can badmouth you, talk about you, put you down. So you can feel a sense of betrayal, taken for granted. You feel like you're being used. And you can feel abandoned because when these people get better, when things start to change for them, they don't know you, the person, the caregiver who was there for them, who helped them through this tragic moment, who was there through the difficult times. They don't know you. Now they're enjoying their life with somebody else. Now that they're better, not that they're healthier, they're with somebody else. Whether it's a friend, whether it's a lover or a family member, they don't know you no more. So you can't feel abandoned. You could feel guilty for feeling that you don't want to be there no more, for feeling that this person is a burden to you. You could feel ashamed of that person because they're not at their best and they're doing things deliberately to sabotage themselves. You could be ashamed of them or you could be ashamed of yourself. And all these things could start to affect your self esteem. You could develop low self esteem. You can go into a state of anger. You're angry at these people, but you love them. You want your love to save them, but they're not trying hard enough. They're not putting their best effort. They're not doing anything to make it better. So you can be angry or go into a state of rage because you're holding everything in. You can become obsessed or preoccupied with your loved one. You just want them to get better and you just don't think about nothing but them. You have no life outside of this person. This person becomes your life. This is the only thing that you're focused on. You're not focused on anything else. right? Now let's talk about what you need to do. Now all of us at some point will get with somebody. Whether it's a lover, whether it's a husband, a wife, it's a best friend, a regular friend, or whether it's just someone that we care about, a family member. You know, we can find ourselves drawn into their world. They're going to a crisis. They're being, you know, challenged in some way. They're going to a traumatic experience. We can easily be drawn into that and lose ourselves and lose our way. And we make them the priority and we just neglect ourselves. So let's do some things to prevent that from happening. Because that is the purpose of the podcast today. To help people identify when they are giving too much to people that they love when they're trying to save somebody but they're not trying to save themselves right so the first thing that you have to do is identify what type of relationship you have with this person because sometimes you know we want to give so much of ourselves but we don't even know what type of relationship we really have with these people Why would you want to give so much to a person who don't even care about you? Why would you want to do so much for a person who hasn't made a commitment to you? When you look back at your past, this person wasn't there for you. That person didn't do anything to help you when you were going through something. So we have to assess to find out what type of relationship we have. So for us to see if it's even worth it, because why should you invest so much in a person and that person hasn't invested anything in you or the relationship is on shaky grounds or the relationship is not strong. The relationship is not really that serious. So why would you want to give so much of yourself, lose yourself, hurt yourself, drain yourself and this other person don't even care about you? We see this all the time. We see people literally lose everything to save somebody and that person don't even care about them. And after that person get back on their feet, after they get through that crisis, they walk away because they never cared. Some people think that if they give so much, that a person is going through a crisis, they're gonna be there. Somehow they think that they're gonna have loyalty from this person. They think that person is going to be committed and dedicated to them. They think that person is gonna return the favor. When they need them, the person is going to be there. That's not true. It's not guaranteed. That's the reason why you have to assess the relationship to find out if it's necessary or if it's required of you to do that. All right? If you just met somebody and they went to jail, you're not required to stay there and stick by their side and pay the bills and help them. You're not required to do You just met this person. You just met them. Now, if you're in an abusive relationship and your spouse is going through a crisis, would you want to help them? Maybe this is the perfect time for you to leave because this person has been beating you, raping you, and hurting you. Maybe it's the best time to leave. So we really have to assess the situation and find out if it's really necessary for us to even invest in helping that person, even though we love them. We got to understand the nature of what the crisis is, because sometimes we volunteer to help people and we really don't understand the nature of what they're going through. Do you know anything about addiction? You know, you met this person and they told you that they have a drug addiction and you're like, yes, i help you through it. I'm going to be there by your side. But do you really understand the nature of addiction? Before you make a commitment to help someone, maybe you need to go get some information. Go do some research. Go speak to a professional and find out what it is that you're walking into. All right? Now, someone could be sick and you say, hey, I'll take care of you. Do you understand the nature of that sickness? Do you understand what you're going to have to do? What is required of you? Do you understand that? And if you don't, then you need to go Do the research because you don't want to put yourself in a position where you're making a commitment to be there, to save someone, to love someone, and you don't know what that entails. You have to find out what it entails. What what are you going to have to do? You're going to have to know what you're going to have to do. So then, once you know what you have to do, then you could be realistic in what you're going to do and how much you can contribute to help. You got to know what it is that you have to do so you decide what part of that you want to do, if anything. Cuz a lot of people don't know, them, they just blindly walk in and they give their blind loyalty, commitment and obedience. Oh yeah, I'm going to do whatever, whatever it takes. Now whatever it takes can make you lose your mind. Whatever it takes can make you lose your livelihood. Whatever it takes can 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 put you in a deep depression. Do you really want to do that? Do you really want to do that? So make sure that you know what you're getting into and what it is that you have to deal with before you make a commitment. Now, you have to know your limit. Don't think you're Superman or Superwoman. you got to know your limits. you got to know your limits. If financially you can't carry someone, don't make a commitment to help someone, save someone. You know, and you don't have the resources. Don't spend your rent money or your mortgage money to save somebody. Don't put yourself into debt to to save somebody. Don't give away all your resources and you have nothing for yourself. You got to be able to set boundaries. You got to know, hey, this is what I'm going to do to help and I can't do no more. If somebody is asking you for money, hey, I can give you $100, but I can't give you any more. I can help you once a month, but I can't help you every week. You have to establish the boundaries. I'm going to be able to help you during the weekends, but I can't help you during the weekdays. You have to set the boundaries. If not, people will take advantage of you. Have realistic expectations. That's why you have to know what it is you're dealing with. What is the nature of the crisis? What will be your role in helping this individual? Then you could be realistic in your expectation. What do you expect to get out of this? How do you think this person is going to handle this problem? Are they really trying to save themselves or change? Be realistic. In order to do that, you got to be able to communicate with this person and find out, first of all, do they want your help? Do they really want your help? Now, will your help make a difference? Because sometimes we're trying to help people and our help won't make a difference. We got to find out. We got to assess that. We have to assess that. Now, address issues, problems, and concern as soon as possible. If you see There's a problem. Don't suffer in silence. If someone is taking advantage of you, if you're overwhelmed, you're overly exhausted, you got to go ahead on and talk about it. Say, I'm sorry. You know, I know I made a commitment to help you, but I can't keep doing this. This is is too much for me. You have to practice self-preservation, self-love and self-care. You cannot put the needs of other people above your needs. Now, if you have other people who you love, children, husband, wife. You cannot neglect these people just to take care of one person. You can't neglect yourself to take care of one person. It's very important. Okay? Now, have a zero tolerance for disrespect, abuse, and consideration. There's no tolerance for that. Now, if you see a person being disrespectful, being demanding, being rude, you need to stop it immediately. That is a problem. Allow the person to take responsibility for their own care, recovery, and growth. Do some things. Whatever that individual can do for themselves, allow them to do for themselves. Allow them to be part of their own recovery, their own self-healing. They have to take responsibility. If not, they're going to find themselves in the same situation don't encourage them or tolerate unnecessary dependency sometimes people may go through something and they become dependent on you temporarily maybe they have a broken hands and they can't cook so they're dependent on you to go get food but as soon as they start getting better encourage them to take steps towards being independent okay connect these people to other resources You're not the only resource. Don't try to be a hero or a shero. Don't try to do that. All right? Don't try to be that person's everything because you're going to burn yourself out. Connect them with local community resources. Connect them with people, therapists, counselors, people who can offer them services. Take a break. You need a respite. Respite. You need to be able to get away from that person. Relax. Take it easy and just unwind. De-stress and relieve yourself from all this pressure. Don't take nothing too personal. Don't internalize this person's problem or this person's situation. This is what happened to a lot of people who are caregivers. They internalize the problem. They internalize the suffering, the pain, the anxiety, the discomfort. And then they start to have problems, whether it be physical problems, emotional, mental, social, or even financial problems. Or they have problems in other relationships that they have. So it's very important that we understand that we do not owe the people that we love our lives. We cannot sacrifice our lives for them. We cannot neglect ourselves we cannot abuse ourselves just to save somebody if that person doesn't want to be saved no matter what you do nothing is going to change nothing so you have to be able to set these boundaries in place you have to be able to know exactly how long you're going to be in that person's life trying to help them give yourself a time period say i'm going to help this person for three months I'm going to help this person for six months. I'm going to help this person for a year. In the meantime, try to connect them with other people, other relatives, other family members, other friends, other professionals, other people who can help. Don't take all that burden and place it on yourself. Because at the end of the day, when you're burnt out, when you are suffering from exhaustion emotionally and mental, you're going to be fatigued. Who's going to help you? and the sad part about it is that a lot of caregivers don't have anyone to care for them now we would assume that the person that they've been taken care of the person that they love so much would actually be there for them unfortunately some of these people are so self-centered and selfish some of them may even be narcissistic that they're not even thinking about the person who helped save their lives the person who helped them through the most difficult period in their lives They've been going through a crisis after crisis. That person's been there. Sometimes they don't even acknowledge that person. They don't even say thank you. They don't even practice any gratitude. So it's very important that we don't get caught up in other people's problems and we make their problems our problems and we begin to suffer. We have to be able to hold these people accountable. Yes, we can help, but we have to know our limitations. We have to know when to say no. We have to know when to say enough. I'm not doing anymore. And you have to know when to let go and walk away. You can only do so much. Do your part and let that person take full responsibility. And when they take responsibility, that's when you know that they're ready to let their love save them. Because obviously your love Anyone else's love, nothing personal, no one else's love can save them. Their love is the only love that can save them. Thank you.